Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. It is episode 139 for Monday the 16th of June 2014. Thank you as I say for joining us. Um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but it may be that England are now out of the World Cup. So we say unlucky England or we say brilliant England are through to the second round. Uh, but apparently, according to a recent poll uh, in the US, they asked uh, the US people, um, or US residents, are you watching the World Cup? And 80.3% said no. So you probably don't even know there's a World Cup going on. But there we go. Uh, hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm all right. You? I'm not watching the World Cup, I'll tell you, you that. No, you're not. What? Not at all? Not at all. Oh, man. So far, I've missed one game. I've watched part of every game except for one, which was Japan at 2am. That wasn't happening. When I go at work in the morning... Normally, it would be like on a Monday, someone would go, Oh, did you watch the match at the weekend? Well, now I can go in every single day and go, Oh, did you watch the match last night? No. Knowing that it was at least three on. Yeah. And then just go, Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? And I know nothing about it. Yeah. Um, I've also decided after England's uh, defeat at the weekend, I may change my ADRs. I'm not going to Via Napoli anymore. Change my mind. I'm going to go somewhere else. You see that. I'm going to guess here, was England playing Italy? They were indeed, England playing Italy. So I don't know where I'm going to eat now. Um, mm, let me think. Uh, who have we got? We've got Costa Rica still to go in. we just got the African outpost. No, because Costa Rica kind of... No, that's South American. Oh, no, I don't know. Um, but uh, <laughs> also I have to say uh, to you, Happy Father's Day, Alan. No problem, son. How are you doing? <laughs> Thank you very much for the chocolates. It's all right. No, it's, it is Father's Day that we're recording this as well. So, happy Father's Day to everybody, even though you won't be listening to it on Father's Day, but it's a retrospected happy Father's Day. Thank you but, to well, those lovely people who posted things on my Facebook wall as well today to say happy Father's Day. Did you I get anything nice off, um, Harry? Um, yeah, card. A piece of card? No, just a, a, a card that he wrote himself, which was cool. lovely. So, but that's about it. We never really do presents and stuff like that, to be honest. So, um, you know. My my little Abigail, she's three years old. Yeah. And drew me a card with some sticky things on it. Sticky things on it? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think they're called foamy things. Right, okay. And inside it, in crayons, she drew a Mickey Mouse and scribbled all over it and said, look, Dad, it's a hidden Mickey. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's so nice. I've already brainwashed her. I only say thank you to Rosanna Delgado, who put up on my Facebook wall a happy Father's Day. So... Uh, she is not my daughter, and I'm not related to her anyway, but I just point that out. 
Thank you for pointing that out. It was very kind of you. Well, let's tell you what's going on with this show then. Uh, of course, you now have to thank our sponsors, Orlando Attraction Tickets. You can visit them at www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk. And of course, to Scooter Vacations, who uh, scooter rental out in Orlando, you can go to www.scootorlando.com. Do check both of those out. I've uh, got a load of stuff again for you this week. We've got our Disney news. We're going to do our 3x3 or 3 by 2 as it is this week, because you may notice we have no Chris. Chris is very busy doing bus things. Um, I don't quite know what, but, you know, bus e- Emails, he says. Emails. emails. Bus emails. There we go. Um, so he's not here this week. We are going to have um, both Louise and Andrew Waghorn, uh, Lord and Lady Waghorn of Waggington. I don't know where this has come up with from, but... They don't even know we've done this yet, so that's fine. They're coming to talk to us a little bit about the use of FastPass Plus. They've just returned from a trip where FastPass Plus is now fully working. And although we've heard a lot about it, it'd be interesting to see what it's like for a British family who've gone for a couple of weeks, you know, see how FastPass is working for them. I've just recently done mine, so I'm going to include some of the stuff I've done. And also, Andrew had the opportunity to go to the 24-hour Disney uh, day, which is the Rock Your Disney World. Um, you went by himself? I believe he did, yes. But I believe he also met up with Lentester and the Touring Plans guys and went around with those lot as well. But yeah, he went and did it himself. Uh, we've also got our Disney Ultimate Attraction, which we're going to be bringing to you as well. Uh, so they're pretty much uh, the three things. Disney News, Fast Pass Plus, and Disney Ultimate Attraction, which people have been voting on over on our Facebook page. Uh, have I missed anything? I don't think I have. Um, no, no, you've done everything, I no, think. I've done everything, that's good. So, uh, I suppose it's time for us to get on with our news headlines of 3 by 2 Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. It's our 3 by 2 uh, and it's our Disney news. So what's going on? First off, cast changes at Disney Hollywood Studios. Um, Disney's villains will be unleashed at a new nighttime experience. And guests can enjoy Ratatouille very soon. So there are three bits of news. And do you know what I did there? Cast changes. See what I did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you like it because it's like ideas, it's Hollywood Studios and there's cast and stuff. Anyway. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, this oh. is your friend here in Pell, Mickey Mouse. Uh, I don't know why he's coming, but there you go. Uh, so he's just see, getting his bit in there. Yeah, see what I mean? To be no, fair, so, it went over my head. Hang on. Woohoo! Big summer blowout. That's what. So, uh, what's been going on over Hollywood Studios then? Well, there's been a few changes recently, particularly to do with um, some of attractions that are closing, some that are rumoured to check close, and ultimately what that might mean on a much, much bigger scale. Uh, this week, uh, it was rumoured, or cast members at the Hollywood Studios were told that the American Idol experience was to close in January 2015. Some of the cast members did go around and start to tell people about this. I'm not quite sure whether they're supposed to, but uh, Disney, Fremantle uh, Media, and 19 Entertainment did release a statement on... Uh, it was on the 14th of June that said the following after more than five successful years the American Idol experience will be coming to a close at Disney's Hollywood Studios theme park in January 2015 a partnership with Fremantle and 19 Entertainment has been a great addition to the park and we are very appreciative of the amazing cast and guests who have devoted their time and talent to make their experience special and memorable we are incredibly proud of more than 2,000 dream 
tickets that have been given to guests, um, given guests a chance to live their very own Cinderella story and audition for American Idol. This past season alone, three of the top 13 contestants were originally discovered through the American Idling experience, and we expect the attraction to continue providing top con- uh, contestants for American Idol 14 in the coming year. Um, sad to see it go? No. No. It, I, I saw it once, I wanted to see it again, but I didn't... You know, it wasn't that great. Uh, yeah, we saw it once and we were like, that's enough. If, if you see the crowd walking in and you've missed the chance, I'm not going to queue up for it. No. Um, um, it was a little bit like karaoke without the alcohol. I love that you put that on, the, on Facebook yeah. page. Um, karaoke but my... Uh, this, is, this sounds so weird, really. We went on um, 4th of July. Yeah. And the park was absolutely packed. Yeah. And we went into American Idol. And the person that we saw in our sort of, I don't know, round, we'll call it. Yeah. Um, was a, a young British girl she got through yeah and so we went back to see her in the final because we thought you know we'll see what happens yeah and she won wow okay British girl won on the Independence Day but she doesn't get the dream ticket because she's not American no which is a shame but I, you're right you know when it first came out people flocked to go and see it it was a, a unique experience something that never been done before it looked like the American Idol you know they had the judges there and all that sort of stuff but I think over the years it was never going to be a, a long stay attraction uh, it was going to be there for a brief time and I think it really has about had its day now it's a large area which can be used for something else you've got that entire building complex in the middle now that's going to be well part of it is so underused anyway you know you've got it for the for the Star Wars merchandise area Darth Maul um, you've got it for the uh, comedy warehouse uh, at holiday time, um, and that's pretty much it. You've got a radio studio in the middle that isn't used, and then you've now got American Idol on this side that's going to be empty as well. Um, so it's going to be a massive area that's going to need redevelopment. Is it where um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire used to be? Uh, no, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was round the back towards, I think is where Toy Story Mania is now. It's out towards uh. that, that back area there, towards the back lot tour. Um, but uh, you've got American Idol closing, and talking about cast changes, it also seems to be the end of the road for Indiana Jones as well. Now, this isn't confirmed as of yet, but again, rumours have been circulating, and there's been some fairly um, good sources that have been giving out news that it sounds like not only will American Idol be going in January, but Indiana Jones is going to be closing as well. Uh, the difference between this one is Indiana Jones has been there for 25 years on the 25th of August this year. Uh, so it's had a pretty good run uh, to have opened to August 25th, 1989. It was only expected to have stayed around for a few years. Uh, but it's been there 25 years. It's not really had any update. It's almost what, One of the things I like about it is it kind of didn't even acknowledge that Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull ever existed. Uh, which is what we should all be doing, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, because, quite frankly... It wasn't that bad. Oh, aliens, really... Um, but could you imagine the stunt epic of swinging through trees <laughs> with monkeys? Yeah, yeah true. Um, so uh, it looks like that may also be going, which then brings us on to our biggest rumour. I don't want to say too much about it because it is very much rumour and we've kind of put a blog post up. If you go to Disneybrook.com, you can find out. Um, the, the biggest I want to go back is... to the Indian Jones thing, though. Go on, then. What do you want to say? Just to sort of disperse the whole it is closing or yeah. it could be closing. Yeah. It has been rumoured for several years that it's going to be closed. Yeah, it has. Um, but um, now there seems to be a reason for it to close. There was, there was a, a reason for it when it, I heard it was going to be closed about five years ago and it was going to be the Indiana Jones ride. Yes, there was talk of that at one point. 
But I, so. it seems that these these rumours are starting to come from more credible sources now, rather than people just guessing. But what we've done is we have kind of guessed, and what we believe may be coming in its place is a new Star Wars miniland within Hollywood Studios. Now, hear me out. This would make a lot of sense. Uh, and you can read our, our blog post, which has got loads more detail in it, over on DisneyBrit.com. But if you think about the biggest movie franchises that are around, the biggest movie franchise in the world Avatar. is Harry Potter. Right? That's open at Universal Studios. One of the, the second biggest movie franchise in the world, which used to be the first, is Star Wars. And then the third, arguably, will become Av- Avatar. Yeah, with its next in, couple of films. Maybe Indiana Jones are doing better. Yeah, it's true. So, um, it it seems that they could be bringing a Star Wars mainland to Hollywood Studios. I say it's a complete guess, but let me give you the clues as to why we've been saying this. A, it's been rumoured for a little while. B, Disney have said that once they bought Lucasfilm to expect more Star Wars to be appearing in the parks. And all we've got so far is some character meeting greets here, some character meeting greets over in Disneyland Paris, uh, bits and pieces like that. Now, it, it, there's... They can't use Marvel. You know, Marvel would be uh, an obvious uh, choice, but because of where um, everything is in Universal, they can't do that. So the next fallback really is Star Wars. Uh, if you think about the area they've got, they've got the empty building that used to be Sounds Dangerous. Next to it, you've got the in, uh, the American Idol building that'll go. You're then going to also have Indiana Jones if it goes across the way, which is a massive area. You've got Star Tours in that area as well. And the only thing in the middle of that that isn't kind of Star Wars related or couldn't be used is the Backlot Express. Now that can be rethemed really, really easily. Equally, the um, this entire area, which is on sort of the the east of the park, um, also backs onto the boundaries. Now, looking at the boundaries, they're actually they're sort of um, backstage buildings and that sort of stuff. What they're there for, we don't really know. They could be used for storage. It could be that they u- they were used when it was a, a working studio. It could be any of those things, and they could be easily moved. Which means Plus, they could also extend the park's boundaries if they need to. They could even go into the car park. Yes, they could go into the... Well, yeah, one of the things I've done is taken the first few rows of the car park just to give people an idea of the sort of thing that we could be looking at as an expansion for this particular thing. So I would not be surprised if they don't start thinking about a possible Star Wars land. Some people have mooted this idea of Cars Land. One of the things we do know about Disney is they don't always like to recreate the same thing at several theme parks because if they do, it then means people aren't going to travel to California so readily to go to Cars Land if they've got one in Orlando as well. Um, So the chances are that's probably not going to happen and it's going to be a Star Wars land, I would think. Uh, But like I say, it's all rumour. Go and look at all of our... um, reasons for it all and all that sort of stuff which is over on uh, disneybrit.com and you can find out more about that right okay that's enough about what's happening at hollywood studios uh what's going on with regards to their villains night um right okay they have disney have announced that they're opening an event called villains unleashed yep. and it's a hard ticketed event that is going to be on the 23rd of august are you going to be there then i'm in the US, but I'll be on the cruise ship, so I'll oh, miss yeah. it. Otherwise, I'd have been there. Um, this is going to be a one-night party, where it'll feature everything that fans of Disney villains could ask for. Up-close encounters with some of the most popular Disney villains, Hades Hangout and Dance Party, Oogie Boogie's Variety Show, I'm just, I was just about to picture that in, with his voice. Um, <laughs> a, Go on, do it, do it, do it. I don't, I don't even know what his voice is. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking he's a... He's a pillow tied up. Yeah, kind of a sack tied up, isn't he? Yeah. Um, a Star Wars villain zone. Yeah. That'd be quite cool if you're into that sort of thing. 
Um, a new villainy in the skies fireworks spectacular, which would be nice to see more fireworks at. Yes, it would. There. I don't know where well, it is. Where is it actually going to be? Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Yeah. It is going to be there. But basically, our news is just Hollywood Studios today. That's all. I was going to say. I wondered. It's very rare for us to fill all news stories for Walt Disney World with Hollywood Studios, but we have one park. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So the the villain inspired pre show to Fantasmic. Yeah. Um, face painting, specialty foods and beverages, event merchandise and more. Disney Hollywood Studios attractions including Twilight Terror, the usual stuff, will also be available to enjoy. In addition, ticketed party guests will be permitted to dress up and show their Disney villain side. So you don't get the opportunity to do the old Disney dress up that often. That Make the most of it. That is very, very true. Um, so uh, that's this new hard ticket. I find it really, really strange that they've chosen to do it in August. That it's not on mm. Halloween offering. Well, it extends the whole. You know, if you've already gone in, if you're paying to go to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, yeah. and it costs you, I don't know how much it costs, we'll say $70. Yeah. You're um, already paying it that time of year. That is true. So they're, they're bringing the time period that you'd be paying extras for hard ticket events further forward. Now, it's interesting that this has happened because back in uh, on 13th of September 2013, the Disney villains had their own uh, event on a Friday night called Unleash the Villains as part of Limited Time Magic, where uh, basically it was Friday the 13th and uh, you could basically join the villains for a dance party and all that sort of stuff from 8pm until 1am. So it seems that that limited time magic offering was popular enough for them to think that this is possible to have a hard ticket event uh, this time around. Yeah. Um, also, did you see the the Star Wars um, extra ticket event that they did? Yes. Yes, I did. Where you paid some money for a ticket to get into a special holding pen to be able to see the shows. Yes, that's right. Um, and I don't know if you got priority into some of the um, talks. But they had speciality drinks, they had speciality merchandise, yeah. and food beverages. When they're saying that the speciality food and beverages, is these going to be included in some of this cost or not? Possibly, possibly not. I, I doubt it if it's a hard ticket event, I doubt they will. Um, but it's, you know, it's something else that's being aimed at Hollywood Studios, we keep saying it, but there's more and more in that direction oh talking about Star Wars that's something I was supposed to mention a second ago you can now buy Star Wars specific uh, magic bands uh, and these that. and these magic bands when you wave them over the um, over the sort of RFID scanners and things like that they don't make the usual bling noise they make the noise of either Darth heavy breathing if you've got a Darth one or they make the noise of Yoda speaking some words of wisdom if you've got a Yoda one Cool. There you go. So another reason why Star Wars is becoming more and more popular in the parks. But I've got another thing about um, RFID wristbands. Yes, yes. Have you seen that they're going to be getting rid of... Well, I was going to say getting rid of reception check-in. Um, but if you're an American citizen that has been posted out your RFID wristband, your magic band, you don't have to check in to your hotel. No, I saw this today and it's something I've not just to post up on the website yet. But they're doing it. Is it a two-week trial? Yeah. Well, you basically now, turn up, don't you? Yeah, you, you've, you, I assume you already get email or allocation of your room, so you just have to go straight to your room. Now, to me, that was, well, Disney spent a fortune on these wristbands. Is this them trying to reduce the staffing at the hotels? Maybe. So it's a bit like the self-checkout at the supermarket. 
Um, yeah, it just... So you literally turn up, you get a text message, don't you? It tells you that this is your room number. Off you go straight to your room, you check in, you're done. Thank you very much. Yeah. I don't know whether I like it. It just seems no. a little bit impersonal. And I like that kind of interaction when yeah. you first arrive. When you go to the reception and they go, there you are, there's your standard room overlooking the car park. And you go, hey, I'm here for two weeks. I need to have a better room. And they go, yeah, all right then. Yeah, so you don't get any of that. No. Right, final thing then uh, to tell you before we have a quick break and before we speak to Louise and Andrew. Uh, just about Ratatouille, we've already told you it is opening to the public on the 10th of July. And uh, the one thing that we haven't told you about is what's happening with regards to pass holders and to shareholders as well. Um, next weekend, the 22nd of June, is the press preview i suppose uh, which we've sent we're sending someone along to so we'll t- definitely be talking about that in the next episode uh, but after that after that 22nd then uh, if you are a annual pass holder then you're going to be able to access the area if you're a dream fantasy or francilian pass holder between the 26th and 9th of june now information should be coming through to you and should be contacted if you're a pass holder as to how you can get hold of that but that's something that's definitely going to be happening between the 26th and the 29th you can both go to the, the attraction and also also to show Remy as well. If you are a Paris shareholder and you haven't been contacted yet, you should have been uh, because they're going to be doing it on Saturday, June the 28th. You're going to have access uh, um, to the uh, particular area as well. On the day of the event, the event's going to start at 9.30am uh, at the entrance to Walt Disney Studios and it's only available to those who are pre-registered. Uh, the attraction and restaurant are going to be open from 10 until 2 with your identification bracelet which will be given at the entrance to the studios when you arrive and the rest of the park is open as usual and under normal operating hours so if you are thinking about going you do need to check uh, that out you can check online uh, june the 23rd is your closing date if you go to your personal space for the shareholders club there is a link to that on uh, our website as well on disneybrit.com you're, you're a shareholder aren't you adam uh yes so i'm not a member of the club anymore because they're mean and they decided to whack the price we don't talk about that though do we um, so dates again 26th the 29th of June is pass holders 28th of June is shareholders club members alright so if you are thinking about heading, heading out there then they're the dates for you to go and enjoy those right that is all of our news we shall return in a second with uh, a couple of uh, visitors that we've got who are coming to talk to us about Fast Pass Plus and not only that but also what it's like at the 24 hour Disney event we shall return in a second want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumours then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello. On behalf of our entire flight crew, thanks for soaring with us. <laughs> Big summer blowout. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Hey, I have the best kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can run a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. 
Well, scooter vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. <coughs> so why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way? Have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T, Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T, Orlando.com. They say it was amazing. He won three piston cups. <laughs> he did what in his cup? Okay, it is the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. As we said, we had a couple of people who are going to join us today uh, to talk a little bit about their Fast Pass Plus experience, about their trip out to Walt Disney World, and also to do with the 24 hours in Disney, which I know at least one of them managed to do. But uh, before we, we, we start off, we have to play this. Ladies and gentlemen... We'd like to welcome Lord and Lady Waghorn of Waggington. Oh, apparently it's just Lord. Lady's not here. Lady has been sent away. Hello, Lord Waghorn. Hello, Andrew. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm good, thank you. What, What have you done with Louise? Uh, she's downstairs drinking wine. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So we've just got Andrew because she's downstairs drinking wine. Um, yeah. How are, are you? Good. I'm good. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, good. Good. And back to normality. Uh, just about. Yeah. Just about. Got back just over a week back? ago. Uh, so we landed last a week last Friday morning. Okay. So you've been home just just long enough for normality to have set in and the Disney blues to have gone away. In well, yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Um, the reason we got you on is because we wanted to talk to you. You may recognise Andrew's voice, by the way. He uh, had lots of planning tips that you would have heard on the last show when we did our um, audio from Mouse Meets. Um, but you're kind of one of the first people I know, really, who have had the opportunity to go out to Disney World and use the Fastpass Plus system since it's real sort of it's been rolled out properly. Um, so, yep. first thing, uh, as a Brit using Fastpass Plus, what's your initial kind of um, feedback on it? So I think overall it was it was pretty positive to be honest. Um, we we'd um, you know sort of been on sixty days before, done all our bookings, etc. Yeah. etc. Et um, and and we actually then did some more. Um, my parents joined us for the last week of the holiday, so yeah. once they'd bought their tickets, once we hit the thirty day window because they were off site, we then we then did some more bookings. So that was all you know pretty straightforward. I found. Yeah. Um, and then using it in the parks and and everything was was you know, again, was, was, was pretty straightforward. I mean, there's sort of a couple of, I guess, frustrations if you're used to the legacy system in that, you know, you are limited to the three, albeit you can book the fourth one, which we can kind of touch on in a minute, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, once you've used up those three, and, and particularly for Epcot and, um, and studios, you know, the, the whole tearing thing is, you know, like, no, I want both Soaring and Test Track, you know. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, overall, I mean, we, we didn't really have any, you know, glitches or problems or anything with it. You know, we, you know, arrived, 
box of magic bands was there for us customize yeah you know as we as we'd set it up um and um you know sort of just just rolled in and uh, and used them really so i mean i don't know i can do a kind of quick whiz through a few things or if you've got any questions i, I don't know how you want to play this thing for me uh, i've just sat and done and got to our six day window just about over a week ago so i've sat and i've okay. worked out all my fast passes they're all in they're all ready i've got all the times that i want um yep. now you're probably in a similar situation in the sense that um, I've got my fast passes for the earlier part of my trip, but later on it becomes a little bit unsure as to you know what time we get to the park. We might get to the Magic Kingdom for the afternoon. I don't want to necessarily book my fast passes because I don't know whether I've done some of the attractions previously or on a previous day or whatever. Um, yeah. Did you find that if you hadn't booked any fast passes for that particular day, kind of say a day or two in advance, was there still a good availability for you, kind of last minute, to be able to book what you wanted? So, well, we actually booked all of our passes out sort of at the sort of as soon as we could do on the yeah. windows, if you like. Uh, and I guess we had a slightly, um, I guess, sort of a, almost a sort of holiday of two parts, if you like, because we were there just the three of us. Yeah. And then we had a little break with the cruise. And then we were then going back with my parents who hadn't been for several years now probably five or six years so we actually wanted to do a lot of the same things with them again right. you know sort of the headliners and those things uh, that being said we did make some adjustments um either because like nathaniel went on a ride and then said i really don't want to go on that again yeah. or you know we we sort of we're doing we're redoing touring plans as we were going along and and you know sort of saying we'll actually be better off with a you know another time or whatever so you know, even looking like a day or two beforehand, you could get, I think, most things. Okay. The, the restrictions tended to be, um, like, Anna and Elsa you couldn't get, right? You know, um, you know, you, you, you're booking that at 60 days or you're not going type thing. Yeah, course, or, yeah. Although we didn't we didn't bother with Anna and Elsa because, you know, not a princess's family. But um, and I think similarly, like, Toy Story Mania is hard to get, you know, if you're doing it only a few days out but other than that you see it, it, you know there didn't seem to be that much difficulty the only thing would be when we were looking at doing some swapping and changing um was it did tend to be the later times in the day yeah. so you know if you were if you if you had some stuff you know scheduled for sort of 9 10 and 11 originally and then you're like actually do you know what we don't want to do those things and you went oh I'll change it um you know, you'd be potentially getting times at like seven or eight in the evening, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you change one over. The other thing which I did find a little bit inconsistent in that experience, actually, and I'd have to, I don't I, I didn't sort of work out what it was, but we were using, you know, the app on the phone. We were using the website um, in, and, and you can get also when you're doing it, particularly on the website, you can get to it kind of changing your fast pass or a couple of different routes. Right. And okay. depending on which one you do, it seems to. If you've already got a fast pass for a particular window, one of the routes seemed to basically say, like, if you said, I want to change the experience, it would show you only what was available for the window you already had. So I would assume you were holding the time and just yeah, changing, the, changing experience. the experience. Okay. Whereas other times I did it, it seemed to be that it would say, so I remember one time, I think we were doing it in the park, and I, I went, oh, gosh, there's a much bigger key for that. And I thought, you know, we'll, we'll throw one of our other ones away and we'll use it for that. I can't quite remember which one it was. No, somewhere in Epcot. And I went in and it said, oh, yeah, there's loads of availability for it. I went, oh, great, you know, changed it. And then I went, oh, yeah, that's at 7 o'clock, by the way. And it doesn't tell you that until after you'd made the booking. So right. you didn't, you, you know, you didn't know you were doing that and we were only there till 2 o'clock. So Do you have to commit to cancel one before you can choose the next one? When you're changing one, yeah, what you do is you go in the app and it says, 
so assume you've already got some fast passes that day there's a button that's like manage my fast passes you okay. click on that you go through it shows you your fast passes you then click on the one you want to modify and then it says do you want to modify the time or the experience and you can't do you can't say both at the same time it's kind of one or the other but i'm pretty sure when i was doing that early on particularly before we went and i was doing some you know jiggling around or whatever it was um it was sort of keeping the time the same Right. But when I certainly there was a, a, I remember an incident where we were in the park and I went, oh, great. Yeah, we'll change that. Changed it. And it was like, oh, no, no, that's four hours after we'll be out of the park. That's just, you know, that's no good. And mm-hmm. I then had to do a whole bunch of sort of juggling back around to get us back to sort of where I started. Was that fairly simple to do while you were on the move, sort of that juggling around? Pretty pretty reasonable, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the app's not bad. It's not the fastest. Right. It, it can take a little bit. When you first go in, it sort of seems to take quite a long time to load. Um as in, you know, the app itself will load pretty quickly, but sometimes all your fast passes and all your reservations aren't there, and then it'll kind of think for a bit. The, the other thing I did find with the Wi-Fi was it was generally okay, but there were a few parts of the park where either you'd get chucked off really quickly, if you like, so it was quite sort of aggressive at throwing you out, or it was um, it was showing as being connected. You know, you had four bars or whatever yeah. on the on the Wi-Fi signal, but actually, you didn't have a connection. You couldn't get online. You couldn't get on the Disney app. You couldn't get on the web. Was there any, um, particularly, any particular part that was worse for that than others? Probably the Magic Kingdom, and the area I remember most was kind of the in Fantasyland between about Winnie the Pooh and out to Storybook Circus. Okay. And I don't know whether it was a capacity thing because obviously there's a lot of people in that area. Um, I did notice, and if you've got a choice of device, so I've got an iPhone 4S. Mm-hmm. We literally, about two weeks before we went, Louise had just upgraded hers, and she's on a 5S. Yeah. Um, and hers did seem to be better, and I'm not sure, but I don't know whether it's got, like, it's got N in it in the 5S, and it hasn't in the 4S, or something like that. But maybe it's one of the more recent add-ons to the Wi-Fi spec that maybe less phones have, and okay. maybe that helped it. Um, because she seemed to be able to get on a little bit more consistently. It wasn't a major issue, don't get me wrong, but there were just a couple of points where, because we were using lines a lot, yeah. we'd go, all right, what we do next? Oh, can't get a connection, can't get into lines. I'll you add know, something what? into there that um, I picked up when I was using the free Wi-Fi at hotels a few years ago. Um, we stopped at Saratoga Springs when they were first introducing all the, the free Wi-Fi. And I used to, my, my regular thing was I'd go in the bath and I'd listen to a, a podcast while I was there. Mm. and stream it and nine times out of ten after i'd finished one podcast it wouldn't let me access the internet until i restarted my device and it was almost as though you got blocked for using a lot of width bandwidth oh, okay yeah so you might get limited per device yeah, it could be yeah it's possible so that might happen uh, I'm I'm yeah, surprised how they could monitor something that specific i don't know um, mm. So, I, I, all in all, that those first three fast passes are great. Now, my next thing, and this is my current worry, these ruddy kiosks. Poor thing. Yeah, oh, right. Awful. Awful. Really? Okay. Awful. Right. So, I mean, so so we didn't. We probably only. So we must have been in the parks probably about fourteen days. Yeah. We probably only made four fast pass reservations four or five times. Right. And now, in part, that was because of the way we were touring. So, obviously, we had a young child with us. We were tending to leave the parks about 1 o'clock, one thirty for a break. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we were going back. Sometimes we weren't. 
Um, but like, for example, if we're going back into Epcot, we were going into World Showcase. You know, there's nothing really there that's worth getting another one for type yeah. thing. And there was, yeah. you know, no chance of getting someone or test track going back in the evening type thing. So, um, so some of it was we didn't need to try and make additional ones. But the queues for the booth are just crazy. You know, you, you're sort of thinking, hang on, I'm in a queue to avoid being in a, Be queue. In a queue. This is the, my the, concern. Uh, because we look at um, you look at what the old Fastpass Legacy stuff was like anyway I remember these kiosks when they were at Universal Studios back in about 2000 and how horrendous they were um, yeah. and I was worried that the same thing was going to happen here and it does sound like that is exactly what, what you what you seem to have is the queues are kind of I would I would say I probably waited and there were a few times where I didn't wait but when I went and did one I probably was had maybe six or seven either individuals or groups in front of me if you like yeah. who wanted to go and use a booth and the, and the booth and they seem to be between four and six of the actual kiosks per kind of place that they have them if you will yeah um and i probably had to wait 10 minutes generally speaking maybe a little bit more than that um to get just to get to a kiosk now i think there's a few things going on the kiosks themselves are actually quite slow so you go up and there's a basically a touchscreen you know screen yeah and there's a there's the 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 mickey reader which you'll become very familiar with you know the thing that actually reads your magic band so you want your magic band on it loads up and you get the the normal kind of spinning uh, the one that like, Apple uses on all its stuff, the sort of yeah. circle, but it's made of a little graduate. And that spins around. And the, the it loads, behind it, it loads, and you can see your stuff. And you like want it to click on it. And they've got a cast member there basically going, no, 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 don't click until the spinny thing has gone away. Um, and it seems to take a while for it to come up. And as I was saying about the app before being quite slow, yeah. you know, it seems to take a little bit of time. Once you're there, it's actually not, to, you know, you, there's then a button in the top right that says add additional FastPass Plus experience. You hit that. It gives you a list of what's there. You hit what you want. It gives you the times you hit it. Bang, done. So once you're actually in, it's pretty quick as long as you know what you want. Right. Of course, a lot of the challenges people using these booths are the people who don't know anything about it and they're making their fast passes. That's what I was wondering. It's people who you know sort of have made one. They can't remember when it is. You know, it's all it's all the stuff that's like the people who don't really know what's going on. I'll, I'll give you the best example, and uh, probably not that representative, but you'll laugh, right? So. It was, it was actually on the 24-hour thing, um, and I was queuing for the for the Fast Pass Plus thing just underneath where Stitch's Great Escape is, um, and it, there's one, there's a sort of couple in front of me, early twenties, um, you know, sort of wouldn't have thought they wouldn't, you know, be sort of particularly afraid of technology, or whatever. So they go up, they scan, and they're looking down, and I, th- I don't know whether they were making a fourth one or, or, or what they were doing, but cast members there and um they said they said to her oh what's mickey's fellow magic so she said oh it's a 3d show with and they've obviously got like a little patter they do for each yeah. show because you know sort of she had the the answer it was almost a bit airplane like um and then they asked about something else and then we had what's it's a small world Jeez. At that point, I changed cue. <laughs> <laughs> we could be here a while. With, with it was like, oh my god, it's two in the morning, and you don't know what it's a small world is. This is going to be a long night for somebody. What did the cast member say? It's your worst um, nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, they do have. I think it was in the outlet. Actually, they do have. I survived. It's a small world T-shirts. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I'll have to pick one of those up. But, uh, yeah, but yeah. So the queues were pretty long for the booze, and there were quite a few that I. So there's one. 
there's one for example that's in the walkway between Adventureland and um, Frontierland. Oh, I know the uh, you know where the, where the toilets away, are. Yes, I know the one. And they've got them there, and that got really long queues, and it really messed up actually with the traffic flow as well. It's really hard sometimes to get through there with all the people waiting for somebody else who's in the loo, and you've got you know people who are trying to do the fast pass things. And I mean, you can see Disney are trying, so they've yeah. got particularly in the mornings they seem to flood them with additional cast members so anybody who's a fast pass plus cast member has this kind of teal um or turquoisey kind of shirt and, yeah. and beige trousers and a lot of them have then got an ipad with a reader on the back and they can do it as well they've basically got the terminal on the ipad so you know obviously they're trying to you know put more people in there yeah. when they can do yeah. but i mean really what they need to do is they need to open it up so that you can do it on the app you know, right. if for your fourth, for it your, sounds you know, like the only way they're going to fix it, isn't it? There's that it, many it, people. It, you know, I mean, basically everybody who's in the queue is on their phone passing yeah. the time. Right. So yeah. it's uh, like. <laughs> so basically, you know, Disney, you've got 53 days to fix this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah good so luck with that. If you could sort that out for me, that'd be great. I was going to say. So, so, so a couple of things I will say though about making the fourth one. So a couple of tips we'll say. So one is, um, the there is a fast pass plus area. Yeah. at the very back of Storybook Circus. It's right near Dumbo, isn't it? Yeah, so, so you kind of got... Dumbo is... is um, So you, you kind of get in Storybook Circus. Dumbo and Barnstorm are on your right if you're walking in from Fantasyland. And yeah. the, the water play area thing is on the left. And then the meet and greet that they've got Mickey and Pete and people in is kind of behind that. Well, like ev- almost even behind that, right up, bang up to the railway... Um, not the station, the actual the actual track. There's another tent, and it's just a Fast Pass Plus thing basically right. that was dead so if if you're nearish to that i'd motor on over there right otherwise the two in tomorrowland weren't terrible so there's one underneath stitches and there's one kind of on the opposite side they near just put, it, put it in stitch to make stitch look busy that's the only reason well that's it yeah <laughs> well it's funny actually there's one right by phil magic and at one point we oh, were going to go on phil magic and we were like there's a queue for phil magic what's going on um, but it wasn't. It was the the thing. But the ones in Fantasyland, the one by Philomagic, the yeah. ones in Frontierland, I just I really wouldn't. Similarly, in Epcot, there's one under like the Pin Trading Station, and there's two in the Breezeways going sort of through to the two sides of Future World. Again, they look they look pretty busy. We didn't um, didn't use one in Animal Kingdom because, to be honest, there's probably only about three things you need fast pass anyway. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's a good uh, that's a good point. Studios, I actually had a bit of a problem with this. So, studios, we were in, um, and we wanted to make, we'd use fast passes, and my parents wanted to go and see Fantasmic. So I thought, right, we'll see if we can get them fast passes, which we could, by the way. There was plenty of availability; wasn't a problem at all. Um, and we were in Animation Courtyard, yeah. so I'm on the Disney app, and it says right, and there's one by by. Toy Story Mania and I yeah. went to that and had a massive queue right I'm not doing that where's the next nearest one? Oh, there's one near Little Mermaid oh that's really close great I'll go to that walked down couldn't find it went and asked the cast member where's your fast pass she's like oh there's one down by no I said no 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 there's one here look it's on the app anyway so we then went over and asked to ask another cast member who's like oh yeah there used to be one here but they've taken it out ah uh. so then and it gets better uh, so they said oh no no the next one is underneath the hat at the back of the hat. So right. you know there's that big pin trading station there, kind of yeah. at the back side of that. All right, okay, fine. Went there. No, 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 there isn't a station there. They just flood it with cast members in the morning. So then I had to go to the tip board, and that's where the nearest ones were. Uh, and there was nobody there, really quick. And as I say, Fantasmic could have had either seating on that particular day, and that was probably 
three o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, I thought that was actually quite interesting because we had looked at we when in, in, in the first part of the holiday when we were there, we were on dining plan and we did a uh, we did a fantastic dining package. So we had the seats. That was fine. Yeah. So the parents were thinking of going. We said, do you want to do the dining package? We're not going to go to fantastic again, but, you know, either we can see if two of you can do it and we'll, you know, eat a la carte or whatever. And we looked at it, and actually, when you start to price it up, because we'd never priced it, because of course we've always been on the dining plan with it, um, we were like, "Oh, actually, you're paying quite a premium for this." They were like, no, "No, it's fine." So we'd been in, and just literally, we were just heading out, and I said, "Let me just go and see if there's anything available." And as I say, it was, you know, you could have had either, you could have had the nine o'clock, and you could have had the ten thirty, yeah. no problem. The one other interesting thing that I think you'll want to know about that happened to us was on our first day in Magic Kingdom, which was probably our second or third day of the holiday we had a fast pass for splash mountain at about 9 30 in the morning oh, and we got and done something else and then we were heading over to splash mountain and i just happened to go into the my disney experience app and to be fair it had emailed me this but i don't check my emails that regularly yeah. when i'm on holes um and splash was down oh no so they automatically converted the fast pass to effectively an any time any ride fast pass that day we right. didn't have to do anything. Yeah. You didn't have to, you know, push anything, bring anybody, do anything. Yeah. It just changed automatically in the in the thing. And then we actually did end up using it for Splash because I think it was just a temporary thing first thing in the morning. So it was back up again you know, fairly quickly. I but I thought that was actually really good that they just went, bang, no problem, you know, done. Um, not an issue at all. I was going to say there was an issue with Splash in the morning. So I've got a 10.55 fast pass for one day, but it's all right as long as they change it. That's fine. This is quite clever, actually, because say, for example, we, we believe that the Indiana Jones stunt show is going to be closing down yeah. at the end of the year and American Idol potentially yeah. the same sort of time. Yeah. Could you pre-book, say, fast passes for them based on the idea that you think that it's going to close? I suppose it's going to be 60 days, so they'll definitely know. Yeah, when I, I would imagine they'll do, because when we were there in fact just before we left they released the opening date for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and I think actually I talked about it at the that's right it was the 28th, about getting the fast passes for that and of course I couldn't book them until the 28th yeah and so so presumably if they know they're going to close Indy they'll just end date the availability yeah that's right yeah. Just won't I was, was going to say so, you, could, you could try and pre-book it to get at any time any any attraction one yeah but, but I think I think they would just stop you pre-booking. You know, they'd know we're closing on yeah. Tuesday. You can't book one on Wednesday, sort of thing. I, I would imagine. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I think overall it worked pretty well. It, obviously, it, one of the challenges we did have slightly was when we were booking them. It was before the fourth idea had come out. Yeah. So also we tended we'd book some of ours a, a bit later on the basis of at the time that was the strategy. Yeah. Um. So we did we did pull some of them forward before we left actually. So um. But, you know, I mean, overall, obviously, you knew you were going to get fast passes for certain things. Yeah. So, you know, you, you you were guaranteed. You knew the time. That all worked quite well. We changed the time of some of them and we changed the rides of some of them either. Even some of them on the day where I think it was one particular day where we we had one for something like Jungle Cruise and we were going to kind of do on the way out almost. And we got held up at dinner. So we just pushed it back 
you know, 40 minutes. It's good to be um, able to do that. So that was, that was quite so, good. So I think what, what I've gleaned from this then is overall FastPass Plus works well. Uh, your 60 days out, whatever, your, your pre-book one works well and they're able to be changed quite easily. If you wanted to get a fourth one while you're there or you haven't pre-booked them, you're going to try and do it at the kiosks. It's a disaster because the queues are absolutely massive uh, and that the system so, actually works well if something goes down and it needs changing. So overall... Sounds like a positive thing. The next step needs to be the app for your fourth mm-hmm. and so on. Yeah, I think so. And, and and I guess also it's just people getting familiar with it as yeah, well definitely. because, you know, the people who are coming in and are using the kiosks at the moment, obviously a lot of them are people who are probably aren't, you know, the likes of us who are planning it 60 days out yeah. and all the rest of it. So, now, I mean, the other thing I don't know is obviously what's going to happen in, you know, availability might be worse in the summer. When we were there on a on sort of the crowd calendar, you know, we were generally looking at days that were kind of fives, few fours, few sixes, and actually having looked at the, you know, touring plans do this kind of almost the how we did last week thing. Yeah. Um, it was almost a bit quieter than they predicted it, it, in actuality. Okay. But I know, for example, when I was talking to um, Len, when I saw him at the 24-hour thing, they were going to um, Hollywood Studios like the following day or the day after, I can't remember, but, but you know, like, they they'd looked only a couple of days before and they just could not get Toy Story Mania at all. Well, that brings us on quite so. nicely to the 24-hour Disney day where yes. you pretty much spent most of the day in the Magic Kingdom, did you not? No, actually, we didn't. We were already planned to be in Epcot that day. Right. So, And we had our fast passes and our ADRs and all the rest yeah. of it. So what we did was we stuck with our plan because yeah. we thought, actually, Kingdom's probably going to be quite busy. So we, we went and did Epcot um you know it's a normal day so we were in in the morning uh my tip by the way for epcot would be get a soaring fast pass and hightail it to test track um because you need to do the the car design thing yeah and i believe if you do the fast pass you you kind of skip that uh okay. we found that tended to work quite well we did that two or three times actually mm-hmm. um but we we went we did epcot sort of in the morning till about lunchtime we came out you know went back to the hotel went to pool whatever um and then we went in in the evening and we saw illuminations um and then we so we we left epcot you know what 9 45 they had a, a dance party that they were starting up on the stage by yeah. the um uh what's the fountain called in future world that the, does the um as one the fountain of nations uh, yes that's the one yes yeah, yeah yeah um so and i think that was obviously trying to keep because uh, I know my um, studios had extended its hours. You had, yeah. It was supposed to have been on um, Extra Magic and they canned those and just done it for everybody, basically. Yeah. And as I say, Epcot, I think, also had later hours they on this did, yeah, dance party. Hours of it all. So, anyway, so so we, we just headed out. You know, we had nothing with us. He needed to go to bed. So we, we went back to Old Key West, you know, sort of settled down. And basically, I got a couple of hours kip. Um, and then I got up at one in the morning and then went into magic kingdom for the last five hours <laughs> wow okay and you met the touring plans guys there was the flat what, what was I did, it like yeah, being yeah. in the parks at that kind of hour sorry what was the question what was it like being in the parks at that kind of hour it must have been really well it's kind of interesting because in some ways it wasn't a million miles different to being in just late in the evening you know like if you if you've been in and you've been in through to like a midnight finish or something like that or if you've done the halloween party or something like that it's probably i mean we've done a halloween party and that's probably the closest experience so obviously it was dark you know and you knew it was late so you know you were like oh this is you know kind of a bit a bit different yeah but you know 
I guess to be honest, it it, it wasn't like oh, it's somehow strangely different because it's three in the morning. You know, it was because obviously all the lights are on, it's all lit up. You know, they had dance parties going on at two or three places, so they had a lot of you know kind of high energy music going. Obviously, trying to keep people going. Um, but uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, it's cool cool to go in and, and obviously great to hang around with the touring plan guys and, and just kind of see things from you know, so just catch up with those guys and, and and sort of see the different things going on. I mean, I didn't think they made a. There may be more stuff going on during the day. I mean, I know they had extra parades and yeah, things. Yeah, they did, yeah. But, you know, I sort of, so I sort of got it. Well, what, so what happened is I got up, basically, you know, obviously went out, and I was debating whether I was going to drive or take the bus. Um, and I happened to go on Twitter just as I was walking out of the out of the villa, and um, I think it was Seth Kabersky had just posted a thing showing the queue going into Magic Kingdom parking lot as being, like, awful. So I walked out, um and I saw the bus for Magic Kingdom go past. And I thought, right. So if you've stayed at Old Key West, you'll know. And I, I guess it's similar probably at Saratoga, where I think you've stayed before, Adam. Yeah. The bus, when it's going to the park, basically does a last stop at the at the reception area before it goes out. That's right. I think the idea being that, obviously, if you want to just go to the reception because you want to go to the pool or the shop, you can always just jump on any bus. Yeah. And from where we were, it had to go in a bit of a loop to get to there. So I thought, right. So I jumped in my car, drove to reception, parked, <laughs> and then got the bus. Good idea. I like it. <laughs> so got the bus in. So the bus arrived about, I don't know, half one, 22, something like that. So so all the parades and stuff had finished. Yeah. Um, so kind of went in, actually went and got a fast pass because I thought, oh, I wonder if I can still get fast passes because we'd, we'd technically used ours for the day at Epcot, of course. Right. Yeah. So so got a fast pass and went and did a couple of things in Tomorrowland that we hadn't done yet. Yeah. Um, because I'd sort of been in kind of a, a conversation on Twitter with Len about potentially meeting up, and he was in the Anna and Elsa queue still. Um, <laughs> been there since nine. Yeah, well, no, so he, 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 I don't know if you've heard any of the uh, the stuff since, but um, he had a fast pass, and it still took ninety minutes. Wow, that's just unbelievable. unbelievable. Um, so you know went through and then sort of went over towards Fantasyland because uh, I seemed I was going to meet up with him or not yeah. and I just saw him and Kabersky and they both had like touring pan t-shirts on in front of me so I went up and I sort of tapped line on the shoulder and said oh excuse me he said, oh I'm sorry and I was like no excuse me <laughs> uh, and then you know sort of introduced stuff and then just hung around with those guys for a bit so there was there's a number of different people and kind of people you know joining and exiting so like Len was there and his his daughter and, and one of her friends Seth um, the guy who writes the DCL blog um, Scott yeah. Saunders, I think it yeah, is, yeah. Um, and then kind of five or six other people, and you know, as I say, kind of people drifted and joined, and there were obviously other people around. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we you know we went on a few attractions. Most most things that had a kind of moderate queue, okay. so you know it's kind of like twenty minutes for most things. So it's kind of right. like the yeah, all right, that's okay, without being kind of like oh yeah, we'll just jump straight on that yeah. type thing. Um, but we ended up actually the last thing we ended up doing <laughs> was um, uh, again if you. I don't I haven't used this actually in lines, but there's some sort of chat thing in lines and somebody had put in chat um that they were trying to do a um story time with Bell. And they won't do story time with Bell if they've got less than twenty people. Right. So and we were about by that point there was about six of us um with Len and Len was like, Well, shall we go? I'm like, Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> um so we went over and then he started obviously trying to sort of, you know, bang in the drum, jungle drums a bit. And, and there's obviously various other touring plan affiliated people in the park that yeah. he was able to kind of get hold of and everything. So we ended up in reasonably short order. We had 20 people. So the, the cast member came out. And I think they were a bit surprised, to be honest, because they were like, oh, right, 
it'll be about 10 minutes while Bell just uh, gets ready. <laughs> it's like you clearly didn't think we were going to manage that, did you? Because um, it's actually quite tucked away story time with Bell. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't know the entrance was there if you didn't like have a map or sort of you weren't okay. aiming for it. You can't really walk past it and go, oh, we should go there. Um, anyway, so the game did that. And it was, it was, it was nice. Actually. It was um, there was just two young children there um twins actually of this guy and it was like the first time they'd ever done it and they got two really good parts and they were really good in it and everything despite the fact it's five in the morning so i don't know what what sort of coffee they've been having but um so anyway and we came out from that and it was about quarter six in the morning um and there was supposed to be a special kiss good night and i don't know whether we just missed it because we went down to main street i was hoping to see that but i think we might have just been a bit too late um and len had just been called while we were waiting to go into um story time to see whether he'd do a tv interview or something so uh, he was sort of heading down to do that so i kind of hung around on main street for a bit and took some pictures and did some stuff and then you know headed back to the hotel um got back and then about two hours later we turned around and we went all oh, into the magic kingdom Brilliant. <laughs> so i saw a lot of the magic kingdom that so day so the, the last thing uh before we go yeah, yeah um did you get on to seven doors mine train oh we did we went on it not on the 24 hour thing actually no but you went on um, it so we went on it a couple can of you times, give us yeah. a quick kind of review of, of seven dwarfs mind train so it's it's definitely worth going on it's got some really cool stuff in it it's short though yeah really short um and if you want the swinging effect which obviously they made a big thing about when they put it in you need to be near the back so we rode it twice yeah and we were in the middle one time and we were in the back carriage one time um and to be honest, if I hadn't known it did the, the the swinging the first time we rode it, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have kind of come out, come out and gone, oh, it swung. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was just not noticeable at all. The the inside bit's really cool. It's it's a little bit more a little bit more roller coaster than I necessarily thought it would be, given its position in the middle of um, middle of Fantasyland. But very smooth, very very smooth. But oh, it does have a you know fairly steep. Uh, climb and a fairly steep drop yeah um i mean nothing nothing you know terrible or anything but um you know if you've got like a young child on it um the the mine scene is brilliant um the only other thing i which we didn't really get to see and I, i'd be tempted to ride it in the dark if you can because i've seen a couple of pictures online is right at the end you you go past the cottage yes and there's a scene inside which is snow white dancing and it is really hard to see in the sunlight okay like really really hard to see inside you know it was like again if i hadn't known to look at it yeah you wouldn't have seen and once you look you can kind of oh yeah yeah i can see it's in there but i've seen a picture online of somebody who wrote it at night i think it might have been even on like touring plans blog or something like that where they did a review and you know that 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 looked fantastic yeah um at night so i definitely go on it you know i mean mean, i'm sure you will because you know it's it's, it's obviously a new new ride that's there it's not something where you'd be like Oh my god! I've got to go on that four times. You know, yeah. just like bang, 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 bang. Um, so you know, say like if you it, ultimately, if you gave me a choice between say that and Splash, I'd take Splash. Right. Okay. You know, I think Splash has got more rewritability. And they've said um, they've kind of said so that it's, it's right in the middle of you've got Barnstormer and then you've got Big Thunder, and this is the kind of roller coaster in between the two. I think that's right. Yeah, right. but as I say, it's also but it is really smooth. Yeah. So it's smoother than Barnstormer as just a, a ride I mean I guess obviously just because yeah. it's new and it's been well engineered um, it seems quite yeah. fast it's look at the way it goes in the corners 
There's, a, there's, so I, th- I think some of that is because they've really squeezed it in the space. Yeah, they yeah. Have, yeah. The, the corners are quite tight. Um, as I say, there's, there's one particular drop that's, you know, reasonably steep, and you get a little bit of speed up. But the, the section where you're inside the mountain, which obviously I guess you won't have seen unless you've watched a, a full ride through on, on yeah. YouTube or whatever, yeah. you go really slow. So it's kind of like fast, slow, fast, slow, almost if you like. Um, uh, and, and watch, watch on the steep climb for the, uh, the two uh, ravens uh, from from the original Snow White ride. Yes, okay. uh, they're pretty, pretty obvious actually. To be honest, when you go up it, you're kind of looking straight at them. But um, but yeah, so yeah, that's what I say. It was a little bit faster than I thought on the outside, and I think in some ways actually. There was a lot of people going on it and doing the classic, you know, roller coaster scream. Yeah, I'm not really sure it needed it, but um, you know, what people are like. Um, and I, I, I do wonder actually whether that might put a few people off. Nathaniel actually wouldn't go on it. He didn't want to go on it. He was being quite timid this holiday. He'd been on Big Thunder and he was, which we thought he'd really like, and he was like, I did not like that. Um, so he actually decided not to ride it. Right, but. I do wonder whether they want that, you know, screaming in the middle of Fantasyland. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but I guess there's not really much you can, uh, not 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 really much you can oh. do about that. Well, I'm, I'm we we saw um, what was he called? Nick. Nick was screaming on Barnstorm. Yes, so. he was. <laughs> yeah, but, but bless little Nick. Yeah. He's not a roller coaster fan, is he? Uh, well, there you go. That's 24 hours. That's Fast Pass Plus, and that's uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Thank you for joining really? us. Uh, no problem. Um, and I'm, I can't wait. I'm so excited to be. Oh, I think you'll have you'll have a you'll have a fantastic so, time. Oh, oh, one one just final or two yeah. quick final yeah. things for you, your trip, Adam, in particular. Because um, Alan, you're not going this summer. Right? Yeah. Next year I'm going. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure, Alan. Oh, um, I've eventually got one booked. But next <laughs> year. Oh, well, good. well done. So when you go in, if you're going into Magic Kingdom yeah. at the moment, they are taking. If you're going into Fantasyland first, so if you're going to try and get on Seven Doors Mine Train, as you come out the back of the castle, they're roping off so that you have to do basically a big clockwise circle around the um, carousel. So effectively, you can't go... So you would normally you'd go right if you were going to go and jump yeah, straight into right, the Anna yeah. and Elsa queue. You can't do that. You've got to do a big sort of 270-degree loop round to Is get that round there. past Anna and Elsa and, and that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And we, we walked in. We, we were there just as the opening show finished. And so we, we were, you know, not like bang up at rope drop type thing. We motored up Main Street as quickly as we could do, and Mine Train was on a sixty-minute queue. Wow. And our touring plan originally had called for us just to go and walk onto it. Yeah. Fortunately, we had a fast pass as well, so that was okay. That's good. And the other thing that we did both times we went to studios is we got there, got there about half an hour beforehand. You know, we had to wait to get in, but yeah. we were nowhere near the front of the queue. You know, we were we were you know sort of back under the first set of shading. And we basically motored straight up to Toy Story Mania, and both times it was pretty much a walk-on. Crap stuff. Which I was really surprised by. So both times we went to the studios, yeah. we did Toy Story twice because we had a fast pass as well. Brilliant. Um, so, you know, if you want to get that in, then, then that would be worth doing. Fab. I, I suppose if, you, if you're pre-booking them, um, where normally if you had to get your fast pass, you'd have to be at the... Yeah, you'd run there and do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, I, do, you? do you know, I think what a lot of it is, to be honest, Alan, is I think it's people, because of the tiering, it's yeah. people going to the other tiered rides, if you like. Right. So basically, everybody's doing Toy right. Story Mania on the fast pass, and then going to the other. So others. therefore, they're legging it to um, um, Rock and Roller. Yeah, makes which sense. Which is the other main tier one. So therefore, I think it's freeing up. And because, like, obviously, Nathaniel was never going to go on that, so I could just go on that on a single rider. We yeah. didn't have that concern, um, so we were able to sort of take advantage of that. But um, yeah, brilliant. 
Cool. Oh, it's mixing everything up now. Yeah, well, yeah, crazy, just, crazy. Just. Well, thank you very much, uh, Andrew, for coming on. Talk to us about yeah, no worries, it. No, uh, no doubt, if you've got any questions stuff like that, Andrew hangs around on our Facebook page and stuff all the time. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you can ask some questions and stuff over there. Yeah. Right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we shall be back in a little while uh, with our ultimate Disney attractions. We will see you then. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. For the past 10 years, Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando attraction tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery and you are fed Fast Pass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando attraction tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. That's orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. She's a town attorney and my fiance. What? Nah, just kidding. She just likes me from a body. Right, there we go. That was a bit of a, uh, a bit of a roundup of uh, Fast Pass Plus. Sounds like it's certainly going to be something that's going to work. Um, and I'm looking forward to using it in the summer. Uh, no doubt you'll be looking forward to using it when all the little kings have definitely been ironed out next year. Yeah, I'm dying to find out what how these wristbands work and how we easily get hold of them when we check in. Just from going to the desk and they just give them to you. That's simple. It, it just seems too fluid that yeah, they're going to yeah, be a big stack them back there. I've, I've done my early check-in as well, so... Um, so I'll be well sorted when I get there. Right, we're doing our ultimate Disney attraction, which means it's time for time for some celebration. Uh, so let's talk about our four that we have got for this week. Four D four. Our four battles, as we've been calling them. So let's go through what we've got. We've got Disney Junior Dance Party versus the Boneyard, Kilimanjaro Safaris versus the American Heritage Gallery, Voyage of a Little Mermaid versus Cinderella Castle, and The Seas with Nemo and Friends versus the Oasis Exhibit. So let's start off with number one, uh, which is the uh, Disney... Uh, no, yeah, we'll start off with the Disney Junior Dance Party. So I've got some music applicable. Do you want to hear what applicable music I have for you for this? Are you ready for it? You ready? Yeah. You ready? Here we go. Bit of Rich Aiken and the Neverland Pirates. Captain Hook. There we go. I was oh, playing that earlier. This one. Is this roll up the map? Yeah, roll up the map. I played this earlier and my son turned around and went, Daddy, I hate Jake and the Neverland Pirates. I was like, right, that's it then. I've got to say something before we go too far. Go on. When we introduced the Imagination Movers, yeah. Chris commented that he preferred, what was it? 
the Wiggles. Yeah. I'm thinking, can't say anything bad about Jake and the Neverland Pirates. You never know what might happen. That's true. Uh, but I don't mind Jake and the Neverland Pirates. I quite like it. It's fine. Um, so it's Disney Junior Dance Party versus the Boneyard. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Disney Junior Dance Party doesn't happen very often. It happens during extra magic hours in the animation courtyard where Mickey and Minnie and all of the cast from uh, basically the Disney Junior Live on Stage come out and do a big dance party with the kids. Um, and that's versus the Boneyard, which is the play area in Animal Kingdom. So, your take on these two. Right, okay, well, Disney dance parties full stop. I'm yep. not really a big fan of dancing. No, I'm not either. Um, and dancing with kids, well, you know, that's even worse and a little bit awkward. The age of the kids as well are doing it. We can't really call it dancing. It's more like jumping around and flailing our arms a little bit. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think... Although, I don't... Are we allowed to play on the Boneyard? Yeah, well, I've been in with, with Harry before. The only thing that Disney have got going wrong wrong with their um, playgrounds is that the plastic that the slides are made from aren't really slidey. <laughs> no, they can get a little bit hot. So, based on the fact that I've picked up two negatives there, it is just down to a feel. So, I think the Boneyard, to me, has got a bit more of that atmosphere and something about it than... So, the Boneyard, you're going for. Here we go. Yeah. This is the worst music, honestly. Whoever wrote this needs shooting. Digging in Dialogue. Awful. Um, right, so yeah, Disney Junior Dance Party. I'm the same as you. These dance party things, I'm, you know, I just... Yeah, I'm not a dance sort of person, so for me, they're not great. Um, and the Boneyard, the one thing I like about the Boneyard is it's quite a big open space. It's a safe space for kids to be able to go and play in without you having to necessarily be in there with them. So it does yeah. give the parents a little bit of downtime, whereas the dance party doesn't necessarily. Um, the other thing with the Boneyard is it's always there, and Disney Junior Dance Party isn't. Um, you've gone for the Boneyard, haven't you? Yes. You see, I'm going to go for the Boneyard as well. For the first time since we've been doing this, our votes have actually tipped it in favour of the Boneyard and yes. has actually beaten the dance party dance party was in, in front but we've tipped it so the, the Boneyard beats Disney Junior dance party ok so uh, we move on from there we're heading to the Animal Kingdom for Kilimanjaro Safaris versus the American Heritage Gallery now for those of you who don't know what that is uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris obviously it's a safari ride in Animal Kingdom the American Heritage Gallery is the little gallery museum space at the back of uh, American Adventure Pavilion um, so if you've not seen that, that's uh, where that is. So it's basically history versus animals. So, what are you going for? Um, is that a clue? No, no. I've got I've got music for both, so it's fine. Um, well, I'm I'm all about story and I like interaction. Now I think that the Kilimanjaro Safaris had a great story to it. It seems to have got watered down over the years. It's now just more like driving around past some animals. Yeah. Um, the American Heritage Gallery, I've managed to miss it every time. Okay. Now, that's my bad, really, because I think there's probably some useful stuff in there to see. And also, I heard a rumour ages ago that they were going to try and theme it a bit more national treasure style. Well, they haven't done that yet. But if, if they did do that, would, would, you, would you like there. some highlights? 
Uh, so there's the Hope Gallery, which features Phyllis Wheatley's first book, which was first book of poetry based uh, published by an African American. There's the Courage Gallery, which features Harriet Jacobs' influential book Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl. There's the Belief Gallery, which features cabinet card photographs of Hiram Rhodes Revels, the first African American to represent Mississippi in the U.S. Senate. There's the Imagination Gallery, and there's also the Heritage Gallery, which features historical artifacts, including a time-worn letter from Carrie Kinsey to President Roosevelt. I've seen in one of these things um, a teddy bear. Yes, t- uh, t- uh, Theodore Roosevelt's teddy bear, uh, I believe, is in there. I'm sure so it's I, this one. So I have seen some of it, so, okay. Um, animals wins, unfortunately. And the I think that I'm with you on this. The problem is that it is American heritage, and you know, I, just as much as American people don't know the ins and outs of all of our history, I don't necessarily know the ins and outs of, of U.S. history either. So my issue is that um, I don't necessarily know enough about them in order for me to be able to sort of really appreciate it as much. And I think you can't compare a museum to a big safari uh, which is one of the reasons why we've tried to put things up against each other that aren't the big headliners so for me um, as much as I love these guys outside um, but we're not looking at those um, it's Kilimanjaro Safari for me and to be honest uh, nobody voted for American Heritage Gallery and everybody voted for Kilimanjaro so Kilimanjaro goes through uh, I'll, right. I'll, I'll say this before we move on out Go on. from American Heritage I honestly didn't know a lot about American history because I'm I'm not really into history yeah, and I remember going to I think it was the Hall of Presidents um, for the first time as being an adult, and I sat there and I thought, I feel a bit awkward here. <laughs> yeah. It was like the celebration of booting out the British. Brilliant. And I was like, I didn't know a lot of this. Okay. Yeah. I but know what you mean? It. Um. You know, we we should open our, our eyes and. No, that's well, I do enjoy the American Adventure. I do enjoy. I enjoy Hall of Presidents as well, even though there's a lot of people there. But I enjoy these guys. These are amazing. I would quite happily kind of just go and see them. I know we will watch their concert because my dad will make us arrive early just so we can hear them. Okay, that's that one. Um, so Kilimanjaro Safari goes through. So we're moving over. This one's a toughie. It's Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Uh, and she's going up against Cinderella Castle. So where are you going with this one? Voyage of the Little Mermaid versus Cinderella Castle. Now remember, Voyage of the Little Mermaid is the live show, not the new um, dark ride. And Cinderella Castle, of course, is the castle in the centre of the Magic Kingdoms. The Magic Kingdoms weenie. So now, you when you're saying the castle, yes, are you literally just meaning the? visual aspect of the castle, the castle or does that include the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique the restaurant it doesn't include the restaurant because neither of those are attractions as Disney put it um, so uh, it's the being able to walk through the inside and all those elements uh, but it's it's not the uh, the restaurant or the um, or so the mainly it's the mosaics in it's, the whole it's way. mainly the mosaics and, and the castle as being an attraction in itself yeah oh it's it quite a tough one then isn't it so, Voyage of the Little Mermaid is what, about half an hour's worth of entertainment? Yeah. Hmm. Castle, walk through it, five minutes. Yeah, I suppose it depends on how long you want to stay in there for. Uh, but yeah, it's you don't really get much inside the castle. Uh, you pretty much, as you said, already got... Um, you've got five handcrafted mosaics, some including 14 karat gold and silver, and one million pieces of glass in 500 different colours. 
Hmm, sounds tells, like a bottle bank. Tells the, the tale of Cinderella, yeah. Before we had any sort of recycling, they just used to smash it up and put it in there. Um, I think mainly photo opportunities. Oh, oh I'm, no, I'm going to go Voyage of the Little Mermaid. You see, I'm going to change at the last minute okay, there. Okay, you're going Voyage of the Little Mermaid. You see, I'm, I'm going... I, when I was thinking about the two of them, um, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, I quite like. It's all right. It's not the most amazing spectacle compared to a lot of the other live shows, but I think it kind of encapsulates Little Mermaid in a half an hour sort of space. Um, but between when I was deciding between the two, what I thought was, out of the two of them, which one could I cope with not being at Walt Disney World anymore? <laughs> um, and it would be Voyager Little Mermaid. That could go for me. I've seen it so many times now. Whereas the castle is the castle. You know, it's the thing at the end of Main Street that you see. It makes you smile every time you arrive. So I couldn't. I couldn't get rid of the castle. I just couldn't physically do that. So I basically well, there it is. Uh, I basically decided that um, it would be castle for me. But it wouldn't make any difference anyway because twice as many people voted for Cinderella Castle as voted for the Voyager Little Mermaid. So Cinderella Castle knocks out Voyager the Little Mermaid. So so far it's the Boneyard, Kilimanjaro Safaris, and the Cinderella Castle that go through, which leaves us with one more choice to make, and that is the Seas with Nemo and friends versus the Oasis exhibits. Now, to, so you know what the Oasis exhibits are. The Oasis is the entrance area to Animal Kingdom, which you walk through, and you have all of those little pens which loads of different animals are in as you walk through. Almost like a mini zoo, I suppose, uh, on the way through. Not, to, not a zoo. Not a zoo, yeah. Uh, as you make your way through into Discovery Island, that sort of area. So, uh, the Seas with Nemo and Friends, it is not the entire pavilion. We're talking about the attraction, the ride-through attraction when you get in the clamshells. It takes you through on your way through to where you have what was Seabase Alpha and all that sort of stuff before. Oh, not, so, not little talk. No, not the talk. So, okay, here we go. Season Nemo and Friend. So what are you going for? The Season Nemo and Friends or the Oasis exhibits? Right, well, I think it's really cool what they've done with the, the exhibits. The, um, I mean... Nemo and Friends yeah. by adding the overlay onto it with the musions technology and all that sort of stuff as well really, really works really well however and Chris would back me up on this I am I'm a big huge Animal Kingdom fan yeah and one of my reasons for loving the Animal Kingdom so much is the fact that it's totally different in theme park design and it's more about wandering and taking a bit more time that about doing things yeah that is true now most people I will believe would say the Oasis is just an area to slow people get into the park but obviously that is part of the experience you go in you'll see a gap between some trees and a bush and there's some sort of antelope or birds or swans or whatever yeah so to me the oasis although doesn't really potentially have that wow impact i think it has a bit more about it one of the things I like about Oasis is that idea of discovery, of not really knowing what's where and what's around the corner, and the fact you have cast members with animals out. Um, the yeah. last time we were there, I remember having holding a parrot uh, as I exited the park because a, a, a cast member had it and you could you could touch it and that sort of stuff. Um, and that's that's what I, I do like about the Animal Kingdom. And I think you're right. You know, there's a lot of people who go to the Animal Kingdom for half a day. Um, and I still stand by the fact that I think the Animal Kingdom is a full day park, end of. You know, I could quite happily and quite easily spend a full day there taking in all the animals and everything that's going on. You know, you could probably spend a good 45 minutes to an hour just walking through the oasis as you go in. Now, nobody ever does that, 
if they've got other rides to go to, and that's fair enough. But there's nothing to say you can't do it on the way out either. Um, but I do like the season of and Friends. I do like where they've done that. I like the technology. I think it's clever. Um, I like the way they've tied it in with the story of the film itself. Um, and as much as I enjoy the Oasis, as much as I do love Animal Kingdom, um, I'm going to go with the season of Nemo and Friends, uh, which means um, that season of Nemo and Friends still completely outweighs the Oasis, which means, sadly, Alan, the Oasis exhibit is out, and the season with Nemo and Friends, the Voyage of Little Mermaid, Kilimanjaro Safaris, and the Bony are through. So, not bad. Two out of the three Animal Kingdom attractions got through. Cool. So it could have been worse. <laughs> could have been. Yeah, um, the, the other thing about the Oasis thing, whereas all the other areas of the theme parks have always got one linear path to get through it, there's two main ones in the Oasis. Yeah. But that would combine with a few crossroads where you could almost have about four different sort of ventures into the park. Yes. Um, and most people wouldn't notice it. And you'll hear this music as you go in as well. This is another sad thing. There's times when I've streamed Animal Kingdom music on my computer at work. I, I must admit, I've got an entire Animal Kingdom album of just this sort of music. Yeah. You I could listen, open up a spa. I listen to this along with my stave church music. Uh, <laughs> with my haunting saxophone and, and, vo- and vocal mix. Kenny G, like uh, you're in a dentist. Isn't it? That's exactly what it is. But, um, but I do like it. But sadly, it doesn't matter how much you stick up for it. Uh, it's gone. I'll give up then. Yeah, just give up now. It's fine. Right, that is all of our uh, all of our matches ups for this week. If you head over to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit Podcast, uh, you will find uh, in the next couple of days the next four that will be appearing online for you to have a go at voting. And the whole point of this is it's your attraction, not ours. It's not what we think. It's about what you think. And to be honest, most of the time when we add our um, points onto it it doesn't really make much of a difference because you've really decided already whereas the only one that has today where we've actually decided was Disney Junior Dance Party versus Boneyard all the others were completely your decisions because of how many people had voted from one and rather than thank teams out of ten we cancel each other out anyway yeah we do that's very very true um, so that is those four that is everything for our show which means it's time for this <laughs> So, as we say, thank you once again for joining us. Uh, thank you to everyone, including Andrew Wag- Lord Waghorn. Uh, Lady Waghorn was too busy sipping her wine and probably eating chocolate brownies. But uh, thank you bottle. to Lord Waghorn for um, going... Uh, he's had to go and pick up his wife, who is now lying on the floor from drinking far too much wine. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. Don't forget our sponsors, which are Orlando Attraction Tickets. That's orlandoattractionticket.co.uk and Scooter Vacations, which is scootorlando.com. Don't forget you can go over to Facebook facebook.com forward slash Disney Bit Podcast and you can uh, like everything that goes on there comments if you're over on there you'll get uh, latest Disney news through your Facebook feed you'll also get that over on Twitter as well follow us at Disney Brit and you'll get all of the stuff there too don't forget also to email us radio at disneybrit.com any questions comments suggestions anything like that please do send it through because we do use those and if you've got any questions whatsoever do send them through because we do actually do sort of listen to question shows every now and again uh, for you guys so we can uh, answer any questions that you might have you can of course review us on iTunes go over there and do that and let other people know what you think of the show so they can decide whether they want to listen as well and uh, if you're off to Walt Disney World don't forget you can contact us 
01212882748. Just say hi, anything like that, while you're in the parks, just uh, whatever you want. But that's it from us. Until next time, we'll see ya. Was swell!